Hi there! Welcome to the 29th episode of Stories That Made Us. This week, we travel to Latin America to tell the creation myth of the Mayans, or Quiche Mayans. Theirs is a story of first, the creation of the world and of mankind, and second, mankind's search for the sun and the dawn. This episode covers the first part of this wondrous and fascinating tale. The second will be covered in the next episode. Now the story of the Mayans has been extensively documented in the Popol Vuh. This book was written sometime between 1554 and 1558 AD, which was during the time when Christian conquerors plundered the Americas. The book, which is literally translated as the Council Book or the Book of the People, is an account of the ancient world of the Mayans, of the exploits of their heroes, and the tales of the Quiche Mayan cosmology and creation. I have personally found it interesting to compare this story to that of the Aztecs, which was covered in episode 2 of the series as a comparison of their thoughts and beliefs. They were, after all, two of the most prominent civilizations of the Americas. This then is the creation myth of the Mayans. In the beginning, there was nothing. There was neither man nor animals. No earth to stand upon and no air to breathe. There was nothing to make a noise and nothing to impart movement. The universe was still quiet and dark. There was only the sky above, and it was empty. There was only water below, and it was placid. Then out of nowhere, first came the creator, Tepeo, and the forefather of all, Gukumats. They were in the still water, bright and formless. It was so for centuries of years, until they took form, and this form was that of a serpent with green and blue feathers. The gods were great sages, with all the wisdom of creation. After the two primordial deities, there came Hurricane, the heart of sky. Tepo and Gugamat came together in the still darkness. They spoke with each other and meditated together. And in doing so, they gained the realization that mankind shall rise at the break of dawn. Thus, there had to be a dawn. And there had to be a man. There had to be a creation. The gods then tasked themselves with the beginning and sustenance of all that is to come in the universe. The wish of the gods came to be, and it was ordained in the darkness and in the eternal night that Hurricane, the god of nature, 
shall be the harbinger of creation. Through their thoughts, the two deities Tepel and Gukimat first created Kakula Hiraka, the god of nature. To this god, they ordained the creation of wind and storm, fire and water. Then came Chipi Kakula and Rasha Kakula, the old man and the old woman. To them was ordained the creation of animals and plants and all that was living. Together they formed the trinity of gods and came to be known as the heart of heaven. The gods came together and conferred about life and light. They discussed creation and how it is to be that there would be light and dawn. Who would provide food and sustenance? What would be the nature of life that shall populate the world? Thus, having decided, the gods said, Let it be done. Let the emptiness be filled. And so it was that the water receded and formed a void. Then the deities of the heart of heaven began their work. Under the watchful eyes of the primordial deities, the three gods first created the earth, the mountains and the valleys. The currents of water were divided into seas and oceans, rivers and rivulets. This is how the earth was formed, and it was formed by the three gods who are the heart of heaven. Then they began to perfect their work. Tepo and Gukamats, the primordial deities, looked at the work of the three and were pleased. They then asked, Shall there be only silence and calm under the trees and under the vines? Shall there be no creation to flourish in the world that has been created by you? So the heart of heaven meditated and talked. Following the primordial deities' directives, they first created the deer and the birds and gave them a home. They gave the animals feet so they could walk and woods where they would multiply. They gave the birds wings so they could fly and trees and vines so they could build nests and multiply. To the reptiles they gave feet and scales to move and the earth to burrow in and to the sea creatures were given fins and legs to move and water to flourish. And thus, the creation of all birds and animals was complete. The gods then said unto the animals and birds, Speak, cry, warble, call to each other. Speak, each one, according to the language of your kind. This is how silence was broken. This is how the first sounds of animals came to be. Speak then our names, praise us, your mother and your father.
Invoke your gods and live your life in worship of the Huracan, of Chipi Kakulia and Rasha Kakula, of Tepo and Gukumats. The gods then said, but the animals could not speak. They only hissed and screeched, chirped and cackled. They were unable to make words, and each screamed in a different way. When the gods realized that the animals, reptiles and birds could not talk to each other, they were aghast. It is impossible for them to speak of us or even say our names. Their creators, makers and ancestors. This is not well, said the gods. The deities then said to the animals, because it has not been possible for you to talk, you shall be changed. We have changed our minds. Clearly, the creation is incomplete. For who will remember us, worship us and praise us? Your food, pastures, homes and nests you shall have. There will be the ravines and the woods. But because it has not been possible for you to adore us or invoke us, you shall be subservient to those who can. We shall make others who shall be obedient. Accept your destiny. Your flesh shall be torn to pieces by those who would lord over you. Those who would invoke our names. Those who would praise us. And so shall it be. This is your fate. This is how the gods made their will known to all the animals, large and small, which are on the face of the earth. Thus, the animals were ordained to be sacrificed and be eaten. The gods then tried to create mankind. Let us try again, the heart of heaven said, for the dawn draws near. Let us make those who shall nourish and sustain us, those who shall invoke and remember us. We have already tried with our first creations, but we could not make them praise and venerate us. So let us try again, this time to make obedient and respectful beings who would nourish and sustain us through prayers and worship. So the gods got on with the task of creating mankind. They made flesh of earth and mud, but it was not good. It melted away, for it was soft. It did not move, stuck to the ground like trees they were. It had no strength, for there were no bones. It was limp and could not move its head. Its face fell to one side and the sight was permanently blurred. It tried to speak, but it had no mind. The creature just soaked in water and could not stand. The creators and the makers, disappointed again, said, we should try again because these creatures cannot walk or multiply. 
nor can they form any thoughts. The gods then destroyed their work and wondered, what shall we do to perfect our creation such that our worshippers shall be successful in life and multiply, and also have dominion over all other life? They thus began to speak and carry out their divination ceremony to create mankind. While the deities chanted, they carved the first men and women of wood. May these effigies of wood come out well. May they speak. May they communicate there upon the face of the earth. May it be so, they said. And when the deities spoke, the effigies of wood breathed to life. They had the appearance of people and spoke like people as well. The men were made out of tzite wood and the females consisted of reeds. They populated the whole face of the earth. These effigies of wood began to multiply, bearing daughters and sons. However, they still did not possess a heart or a mind. They did not remember the gods. They walked without purpose and crawled on their hands and knees. They did not remember the heart of heaven. These beings were, after all, one of the first experiments. A trial at making people. At first they spoke, but because their faces were made of wood, they dried up. Their legs and arms were not filled out. They had no blood or blood flow within them. They had no sweat nor oil. Their cheeks were dry and their faces were masks. Their legs and arms were stiff and their bodies rigid. Thus, they were not capable of understanding or worshipping their creators, those who had given them birth and shaped their hearts. They were the first people who have lived here upon the face of the earth. These people, however, were very cruel to the animals. They sought to destroy all plants and animals and be the sole creation upon the earth. They killed for amusement and sport. The gods were aghast at their making. These people still did not worship or invoke their names. They did not remember the names of their gods and their ancestors. And so, the gods decided to destroy these first people of earth. They planned a great flood one that would come down and destroy all of these terrible species. The face of the earth was blackened with dark, ominous clouds, and there fell a black rain, a rain that fell for a very long time. Now these floods were no ordinary floods. Along with the water, there came a great downpour of resins from the sky. 
There came death knives which cut off people's heads. There came the crouching jaguars who ate the first man's flesh. They smashed their tendons and sinews, and their bones were ground up. The first men were broken into pieces. Then all the animals came upon these wooden people, people whose faces were crushed by the trees and the stones. Everything in the world, all the large animals and birds fell on them and crushed them. The entire world had revolted against the first man. All creation fought back against their dominance. Thus, the first people, being persecuted by the gods and the creation, being persecuted by heaven and earth, fled. They wanted to climb up on top of their houses, but the houses would fall apart beneath them and they were thrown off. They wanted to climb to the top of the trees, but the trees would not support them. They wanted to hide in caves, but the mouths of the caves closed up in front of them. Thus, the wood-carved people were all undone. They were demolished and overthrown as a race. The mouths and faces of all of them were ruined. The monkeys on the trees are the descendants of these people. This was their heritage because their flesh was merely wood when it was created. And so they live in the woods. Thus, monkeys appear like people, but they are only effigies carved of wood. The gods, meanwhile, having tried and failed, sought each other's counsel again and assembled in heaven. They spoke to the primordial deities and said, The dawn approaches, and yet a provider and a sustainer has not appeared. The child of light, mankind, has yet to appear to populate the face of the earth. The gathered deities then meditated upon their problem in the darkness. As they did so, their thoughts became bright and clear. They first created maize atop the great mountain named Pashil, which was brought to earth by the fox, the coyote, the parakeet and the raven. This maize was to be the flesh of the newly framed and shaped people. The yellow and white ears of maize were then ground fine along with nine other ingredients by the gods. This concoction became the first food that entered the new human's flesh, along with water to give them strength. Water that became their blood. In the beginning, four people were created. The first was Balam Kitshe, the second was Balam Akal, the third was Mahukuta, and the fourth was Ikwi Balam.
They are the first ancestors of all of the human race. And they were all men. These first men, the first four, were given frame and shape. They had no mother and no father. No women gave them birth, nor were they begotten by the gods. Their frame and shape were merely brought about by the miraculous power and the spirit essence of the gods. They looked and appeared just like you and me, and were able to speak and converse. They were able to see and listen. They could walk and hold many things in their hands. The gods looked at them and were satisfied. They were the excellent and the chosen people. Now in the beginning, the first of men were given perfect sight and knowledge. If they gazed about at their surroundings, looking intently, they could see all that was within the sky and all that was upon the earth. These ancestors of ours knew all. Instantly, they were able to learn and comprehend everything. They did not have to walk to see all that existed upon the earth. They merely saw it from wherever they were. Thus, their knowledge was full. Their vision passed beyond the trees and the rocks, beyond the lakes and the seas, beyond the mountains and the valleys. Then one day, the gods asked the four men, what is the nature of your existence? Do you know it? Can you look and listen? Are not your speech and your walk good? Behold now, therefore, and see that which is beneath the sky. Are not the mountains clear? Do you not see the valleys? Try it then, said the gods. Truly, we thank you that we were created, that we were given our mouths and our faces. We are able to speak and to listen. We are able to ponder and to move about. We know much, for we have learned all that is far and near. We have seen the great and the small, all that exists in the sky and on the earth. We thank you, therefore, that we were created, that we were given a frame and a shape. We came to being because of you. So said the first men as they gave their thanks to all the gods. Now the gods, though were glad to be praised and worshipped, wondered if they had given mankind too much. After all, Humans had knowledge of everything that they saw. They knew everything about the four corners of the world, all that is within the sky and that is within the air. And so the deities convened again. It is not good what they have said. They 
that we have framed and shaped, said the gods, for they have learned everything there is to learn, and they know all the mysteries and secrets of creation. The gods were unhappy with the fact that humans were supremely knowledgeable. They wished to cut back on our wisdom. This is why the divine knowledge that was given to us was taken back by the gods. What can be done so that mankind's vision only reaches nearby, so that only a little face of the earth can be seen by them? For it is not good what they say. It is a mistake that they have become like gods. They are not only infinite in their wisdom, but are also immortal. If so, when will they multiply? And how will they increase? When will the first planting be? When will it dawn? If they do not increase, when will creation come forth? Said the gods. Then they further stated, Therefore, we will merely undo them a little. That is what is required, because it is not good that they have powers like gods. Mankind's works cannot and should not be equated with ours. Their knowledge cannot extend to the farthest reaches. They cannot see everything. Thus spoke the heart of heaven. Thus spoke the Huracan and all the other deities. Thus they remade the essence of that which they had framed and shaped. They limited our sight and limited our knowledge. They limited humanity's ability to comprehend all the mysteries of creation. Finally, they made us mortals so that we may reproduce and multiply. Now, back upon Earth, there were just four men populating the world. Four mortal men. To give the men company and to allow the race to procreate and multiply, the gods then made women. The women were truly beautiful for they were created by God. At once, the hearts of all men rejoiced at finding their mates. These then are the names of the women. Kahapaluna was the name of the woman who became the wife of Balam Kitshe. Chomiha was the name of the wife of Balam Akab. Sununiha was the name of the woman who was to be the wife of Mahukuta, and Kakishaha was the name of the wife of Ikwibalam. These women became the mothers of all mankind. We are all descendants of these first men and women. And so, the foundations were laid for the Kiche Mayan people. The four first men and their wives, indeed the forefathers of us all, became the patriarchs of great houses. Balam Kiche 
was the father of nine great houses of the Kavak Kiche. Balam Akab II was the father of nine great houses of the Nihad Kiche. Makutua, meanwhile, became the father of four great houses of the Ahau Kiche. These then became the three divisions and lineages from which we all descended. Now while humanity multiplied and flourished since then, we must always ensure that the names of our fathers and grandfathers is never forgotten. They must always be remembered and worshipped, all the way back to the first of the men. In time, other clans would come along as well, along with 13 allied nations. They would come to be known as the Great Thirteen Houses. They would end up becoming all the houses and the clans that are the Kiche Mayan people of the Americas. Now, all these people lived in darkness, for sun was yet to be born. Even though mankind flourished, they lived together in crowded settlements. This is how things continued to be, until one day, the deities that were the heart of heaven paid a visit to the four first men. It was during their visit that the gods instructed the men to go east, for that is where the sun would dawn. And so began mankind's epic journey in search for the sun and the dawn. But back then, without the sun, there were no directions. The first of mankind would lift up their faces to the sky and look in wonder and confusion, for they did not know where to go. Without the sun, after all, there was no east. There was no direction or map. In the next part of the tale, we'll speak of mankind's great journey to find dawn. In the meantime, check out the creation story of the Aztecs, if you'd like to compare the Mayan story to that of their American counterparts. Also, please consider leaving a rating and a feedback on whatever podcast player you use. Why not follow us on social media to keep up to date with the latest? Our Twitter and Instagram handles are at stories, THT, MDE, US. That's at stories, THT, MDE, US. You may also email us at info.storiesthatmadeus at gmail.com. Do let us know of your feedback and comments, or just stop by to say hello. I'll see you again next week with the second and final part of the Mayan creation myth. Until then, goodbye and take care.